I'm done. Wait, I had okay, it has started. I never know if when I hit the go live button, it's like actually live or if like I'm just fucking some shit up. Um, <laughs> but anyway, hello everyone. Thank you for coming back to another episode of Ignoramus with Go Joy. I'm your host, Joy Mon, and today we are going to be talking about change or the lack thereof. Um, change means a lot of different things to a lot of different people, and sometimes that can be linear, and sometimes that can be all over the fucking place. So um, we are just going to talk about that today, and we have a wonderful and very special guest, my friend, Pammy. Um, we went to high school together. We did theater together. Um, we had standoffs together. I know I was not always the easiest person to work with in high school, um, but all in all, she's been a great person just to be connected to and to know, and I would definitely go and have her introduce herself but she will be sharing space with me today and sharing her thoughts on change her life updates and all those other good things so without further ado in- introducing my friend pam hi <laughs> Pam. hello 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 <laughs> you're so cool <laughs> so official yes um yeah it's just funny when you said that you were like a lot to handle in high school because like i don't know i don't know how i remember everybody i just remember everyone in like almost like clicks like they were like theater kids and they were like the cool kids Mm -hmm. that like they used to hang out after school (laughs) and like i like high school is just it feels so far but like so like i don't know the way i've watched you like evolve over the years i'm Mm -hmm. like yeah, it's different. Like, I'm sure, like, we, we have different perceptions of each other now. No, yeah. I mean, I definitely was thinking about that. But um, I was thinking because I think in one particular, I think I was really just thinking about how strong your personality is compared to, like, what you look like physically. Like, you guys can't see what she looks like. Um, but don't get twisted. She, she is not one to fuck with. But, you know, yeah. because you're small. Right. You know, because you're small, you have a cute face, you know, you have a light voice. I feel like it's so easy to look at you and think you could get over on you or say some slick shit to you. But, like, knowing you in person and knowing, like, how shit does not get past you. And yeah. you are worth it. Like, just so quick, no matter how big or small some person is, you're like the fuck like yeah my intuition is strong no yeah so I was just that was like one the one of the first things that came into my head when I thought about you and like just reconnecting with you I just remember I don't remember the exact event but I just knew there was a time where I wouldn't call it an argument, but we had gotten to like somewhere where we butt heads. And I just remember feeling like, is this bitch talking to me? Like, how could she be like, like, how is no. she even this way? Like, I'm like, she's small. I'm big. Like, what's going on? Like, but just See, like how wow, strong you wild. are. And like, then I don't think I could have appreciated because everything bothered me in high school. But as an adult, <laughs> yeah, but as an adult, like just thinking about that part of you and being appreciative of that and being like she's a force to reckon with like she's super like strong in who she is and like her opinions and like that's not gonna change no matter like what happens or what the conversation is so I think 
I think having the words now, I think I really admired you for having such strong opinions and like stances on things and being unwavering if things were like not to your liking or you felt like weren't just. Um, So I think I always appreciated that about you. Yeah. Aw. See, and like that's so loud to me that you say that because that means that I I guess I felt – I didn't know it at the time, but I feel like you saw me back then in a way that other people did not. Um, Because back then, people, like in high school, people were always like, you're so quiet. You're so nice. You're always always getting like 90s and Bs and As. And I'm like, that's not all there is to me. Right. So for someone to be like, yeah, you had opinions. You were headstrong. We even butted heads. Mm -hmm. To me, that's like, oh, this person knew me then. Mm I've opened up to you in the way that like other people were not allowed in. It was, mm. it was an exclusive club. Oh wow! Yes. You're so special. <laughs> yeah, I love that too. Especially because I think for a while too, I think I think I thought you didn't like me, but that's just because like you know I'm no. loud, I'm extra, and I think when I did, like I said, piss you off, I think it was very obvious because I feel like you were just like. but I think also we spent a lot of time together because we were in the same circle as far as theater goes and like we were always in each other's space in that way so I think we did become close in a way in that respect and like have respect for each other in that way so I feel like we ended up having to kind of just like really be in each other's lives more than like our average classmates or oh yeah Yeah, Not trying to call you guys average, but I just mean like uh, those amateurs over there. (laughs) Who who are they? (laughs) Who is who? I remember that. (laughs) Hella funny. Um, But yeah, if you just want to like introduce yourself a little more, and then we can start talking about uh, our topic today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The introduction. I completely That's skipped okay. over that. <laughs> it's, okay. um, it's all about vibes and, and real conversation here. Yes. I love that. <laughs> all right. Well, I was born and raised in the Bronx. Yeah, the Bronx, the Bronx. <laughs> and like, Bronx. before she finishes, any of y'all bitches out there that want to be like, oh, the Bronx is fucking dirty, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. We went, we're not responsible to clean the street. So mind your business. Right. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Right. All this, like, bye, bye. Go to Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> Go to Harlem then, even though I'm from there too. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> She's double repping here. Okay. <laughs> But today we stick to the rocks. Let's stick to the rocks. <laughs> Let's stick to the rocks. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I, ironically enough, I live in Washington Heights now. I live there with my sister, her boyfriend, and our two pets, a dog and a cat. Um, I went to school in Boston. I went to Boston University. I got my little BFA there for acting. Um, and that was those years were intense. Those were a lot of years of like not really knowing myself. Uh, especially freshman year, I hadn't landed in a group yet, so it was very hard for me. And it was also the first time I came to terms with the fact that I was a minority because I came from. You remember our high school? Like, yeah, all maybe of us that was the like, same. Yeah, yeah. Maybe our teachers were like the only white people, white people that we knew. Yeah. And what a dynamic that that authority of that like teacher and like 
getting over that in college was a huge weird thing for me mm -hmm. um so then i graduated i tried to audition for two or three years uh some nice things came along the way like i auditioned for like a netflix series didn't get it because they don't like me they you know <laughs> this latina is not what they're looking for mm. they're looking for more of a white passing sofia vergara maybe type mm. like hollywood has a weird idea of what they like to look at and that that i found out real quick mm -hmm. um and yeah that's a little background on me i i'm very interested in writing now i consider myself a writer yeah. um just because i'm more interested in owning and creating something that that's my biggest thing mm. i i've read so many basura trash scripts mm. like the cities of shits and i'm like why does this shit get made why do people give this money this is because people have the balls to write it they don't even need the balls but they do it they write it and here i am doubting myself right and, and you I see trash every day <laughs> as as everywhere <laughs> yeah yeah no i i definitely that's uh that's really cool because i actually felt the same way i i i uh came into myself more in college and i took a playwriting class and i realized mm -hmm. i was like i'm more of a writer i want to create my own stories like i want to say uh what's on my mind and what's what's in my heart and and show those stories um yeah and you know being a talking about this topic of change i think it, i struggled and i still mm. kind of struggle with um allowing myself to solely desire or solely focus on wanting to be a writer because not being mm -hmm. an actress takes me out the spotlight and my fear of like getting lost and not mattering and um being overshadowed by everything else that is the world um oh, yeah. I, it, been really, it was really difficult for me to even like allow myself to get excited about playwriting or screenwriting because it's also something i have to learn because i know playwriting i don't know screenwriting and i know that's a little more complex and detailed um yeah but it was really like a moment for me where I was really like, okay, a screenwriter. I'm like, but like, you have to like figure all this stuff out and like, you're not going to be on stage. Like, and then I'm like, oh, well, I want to do all of it. And not that acting is not fun and that it doesn't appeal yeah. to me, but I know for who I am and what I need now, it doesn't pull the same weight as writing out what is within me. Um, yes. And so when you had said like, oh, you're, you did the acting, but now you're into screenwriting. Part of me was like, okay, yes. Like, <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, I feel like now I'm kind of on her level because she changed yeah. her mind. Um, yeah. But also like really add um, an admiration of just like, wow, this girl really did something that I was like so afraid to do. Like even just put myself out there because I also just had this little voice in my head all the time. Like I feel like even worse than just an actor's little voice of just like, yeah. you fucking suck. Like anything you try to do, and even if you try to like act or something, you're not gonna be you're gonna be too much, or you're not gonna be enough. Like, cause that's the two oh. things I feel like I've always just ever heard about me is like you're too much, or like you didn't do enough. 
Um, and it even sucks to just like hear those things coming from myself because when I even say them, I can feel how they how they have like yeah. a weight on my body and weight on myself. And it's just like, oh my God, like why is that such a thing? And I hate having to always go through the origin, but like I know it's because of my dad and like his family. Like they had always just like I don't even know if you've ever been around like after talent shows, but like I always tell mm-hmm. people like even though I won. Oh, you used to kill those talent <laughs> shows. It was my goal. I was like, I have to win. Like, otherwise, I suck. Like, I, I would be shaking my little uniform. Like, damn, <laughs> this bitch got vocals for days. Yeah, Let the whole know it. <laughs> I appreciate you. Yeah, it, it, I love singing back in high school. Um, and I sang in, like, church and stuff. But, like, after every talent show, no matter the fact that I won, my dad would always have something to critique. It was really? always something about what I should have done or I could have done or why didn't I do this? Or, yeah, it was good. It was good. Like, and it just always was like, damn, like, yeah, I have a fucking trophy for four years and you can't even give me a, like, you had your foot on all of our necks those four years with those talent shows. And that still was enough? No, girl. Like, it did not matter. So I think, I mean, you know, unfortunately, that manifested more into my approach to just things in general. And I yeah. always felt like I had to go super hard throttle because I had, for me, I felt like that would, like, guarantee that I would get something or would guarantee that I would be a part of something. Um, yeah. So, like I said, going back to, like, excuse me, the voice and um, deciding about screenwriting, um, it was it was a big, like, mental shift for me. A big, like, okay, we're going to work on processing. And um, it started, like, while I was still with my uh, ex, but, like, I kind of didn't get into it anymore because I was struggling with even just, like, talking to myself and listening to my inner voices because of how much I ignored them when I was with her. Um, right. But also, like, kind of being blessed that, like, when you're blessed with creativity and you're blessed with that kind of spirit, you can never get away from it. And yes. so I've it manifests itself in other ways. And one of the ways is this podcast, um, because, like I said, it's forcing me to pour out the thoughts that are in my head. Um, yeah. And I love to do it on paper because I do journal. That's something. Oh, that me I, too. Yeah. I have- Exactly. <laughs> Fill up those books. Yeah. <laughs> I love to journal. So that's what I've been doing lately. Um, and like I said, doing this podcast, like, so actually I want to read the exact definition of change. Yeah. Cause I feel like that's really helpful to sorry guys. <laughs> I was like, I want to give the exact definition. Okay. So <clears throat> It says change is a verb, make or become different, uh, make or become different substance entirely, transform, change shape, take or use another instead of, move from one to another, give up in exchange for something else, remove and replace it with another of the same kind, um, or exchange for the same amount in a smaller or whatever. Oh, this is money. Never mind. That doesn't matter. Oh, money. <laughs> right. Get my exact change though, bitch. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I 
actually want to highlight, I think one of my favorite ones just now was um, Remove and Replace with another. Um, and then also there was another one. Uh, take or use another instead of move from one right. to another. Actually, that's the one I wanted. Sorry. Move from one to another. Um, I think I really like that definition for change because I think my whole point of this in which I told you, I told Pam before uh, we started was I feel like a lot of people don't talk about stuff or change things because yeah. they think they're only losing something and because right. they'd rather not lose something and deal with that discomfort of losing something, they'd rather just stay where they're at. Um, or right. just keep what they're doing. You know, that's why people, I feel like they're at jobs for 50 years and they are oh. in relationships for a hundred years, you know, like bad you, relationships too. Yeah. That, yes. Ones where they've just completely closed the blinds and just been like, it's fine. Um, and I don't know how that works for them, but, um, <laughs> but that's not my business. You know, right. That's not my business. <laughs> But the idea like that, I feel like that definition said, like, to move from one to another. Um, and I think it's the another part that people struggle with because our world treats us so in such a limited way. Like, that right. things are only this or that. Or you have this much room to think uh, outside the box and this much room to follow inside the box. And uh, that po that power struggle within yourself and that outside world at the same time, I can only imagine for other people, but how heavy that must be and how heavy, yeah. more heavy it gets or not based off of what demographic you're in, um, what culture you're a part of, you know, what your hair type is. So yeah. I just kind of, yeah, I, I, I feel like that, that change is something that ends up being scary for people. And so I kind of want to know if you want to speak on like your, how did you come to know that, you know, you were like, okay, I've done the two, three years, but the acting, mm -hmm. this shit ain't working. Let's hit the books. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's interesting for me because I resisted it for a while, even though there were signs in my way that were, like, indicating to me that acting was no longer fulfilling me in the way that I had cling I clung to it. Mm. I was clinging to it. It was, word, yeah. it, I was like, this worked for me in the past. This got me into this incredible school. This got me through four years. I, I just got to keep going, even though it's so different when you get out of school. The real acting world, when you come to terms with it, that that was my come to Jesus moment where I was like, oh, this, this industry as a whole is different from what I imagined. And it was kind of heartbreaking to come mm -hmm. to that realization. Um, so the real changing moment for me was trying it those two years where I I went to audition to audition uh I was getting rejections it was pretty much all rejections maybe like a handful of callbacks I I ended up booking one role for like a YouTube series it ended up being awful the director was awful uh <laughs> The script was awful. I should have just listened to myself and my intuition. But in my head, I was like, I'm clinging. I, I'm i going to make the acting work. This is a stepping stone. Let me 
let me abandon what I know, my feelings, to try to make this work, this mm -hmm. perfect vision of I went to school for acting. That's exactly what I have to do. Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't like it. I, I There were a lot of moments that, um, I don't know if you know this about me, but I, I struggle with body image and self-image mm -hmm. um, to the point where it's, it's hard. Sometimes I'm fixated on things like the, the weirdest randomest features of my face. Um, and that's something that became intensified in the acting career mm -hmm. because I was looking at videotapes of myself almost every day. Mm -hmm. I was submitting self tapes. I was looking at myself, hearing myself. And so the little voice in my head, the judger was on. And she was constantly like, this looks wrong. You look awful. You, why are you doing this? There's someone so much prettier. Oh, she got casted. It's because she's prettier than you and more talented. And mm. that eventually it went haywire. The comparison was so much that it, it ruined whatever joy I had for the craft itself. Mm -hmm. um, and so that I think that's what turned me to like writing because I was like, this is different. I feel like I'm being judged for what I'm, what comes out of my head, what I'm saying. It's it's less personal. It feels less personal. What do you? What feels less personal exactly? In a strange, in a strange way, it feels less personal because it's sure you're being judged on writing. People, producers, directors will see it. People are reading the script, um, but it feels like it's the content of my thoughts rather than how I look mm. for me acting was very much about how I look do I fit a type mm. what's my essence what what the fuck is that I could act however I want on a different day but like I I had to put myself in a box mm. or am I the am I the sexy Latina am I the quirky one am I the nerd mm -hmm. like it was like and then you have to fit these roles because once you book one role, they're going to want you in the same role. Mm -hmm. That's why you kind of see actors in the same roles. They don't change. Mm -hmm. uh, you see Meryl Streep, Meryl Streep does the same roles mm -hmm. over and over again because you know what you're going to get for, mm -hmm. from her. You're casting her, you're like, oh, you're going to get like this dramatic mm -hmm. or like very yeah. like straight laced woman right not, not the thing. fun and quirky and all over the place lady which i think she's only has well at least i don't know her whole like you know catalog but mm. um i the only movie that i know of her to be kind of quirky but still serious is i think witches where she oh yeah yeah and that's like the only thing i know of her to be like fun and like whatever but like even then she's still like you know uppity and whatever yeah because yeah. that's, that's her essence, quote unquote. <laughs> I, I'm sick of that word. I'm sick of pikes. Like, ugh. Yeah. So, like, so you feel like then, do you feel like then the, it was personal for you because, like you said, you were clinging onto this idea of what acting would be for you and then it also was influencing how you looked at yourself versus where 
screenwriting is something that's untouched for you. Like it's something that you're getting to discover. It's yours. It's no one else has a say so in what it is that you're doing. Yeah. And it could just be because I haven't gotten a lot of eyes on my writing yet. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that'll change. I'm sure it'll be, maybe I'll write a story about my childhood and somebody will be like, "Eh, you should change this character. And I'll be like, that character is me. <laughs> like, so maybe there's a level that I haven't reached where, I, where that work is personal too. Right. I think what it is, is they're both personal avenues of creativity, but mm. one felt more like I was losing a part of myself or jeopardizing my mental well-being yeah. than the other. Yeah. Yeah, I can relate to that. I think it's easy for us to, you know, growing up, unfortunately, our parents had their own strifes and struggles that made them incapable of knowing how to differentiate certain necessities in parenting and certain things that were unnecessary. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, therefore, inflicting their own traumas. Um, and then on top or, of or right. making a pattern of what right. they've experienced and mm. it's like oh you right learn. just throwing up all over us your trauma and your extra shit and also simultaneously in the same breath doing the best that they can because i just feel like especially coming from like new york a lot of our parents were not conscious of certain things just because i feel like i feel like we were allotted and at least for me myself i would definitely say i was allotted consciousness when i moved here Um, right before we were talking before we started recording and I said like there was a very specific day for me um I think this is like I feel like in the very 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 beginning of like Black Lives Matter energy and like the turning of like Black people really kind of just like be screaming even louder and being like you will not fucking keep doing shit like this um And I think it was, this is also the first time I like joined VSU because I was afraid, girl, honey. I was like afraid of VSU when I went to my first university at a university at Buffalo because the school is so fucking big. Um, And the ethnic population is so big. Like there's so many different types of people. Like it did not feel like PWI. Like even though it was a lot more white people than I was used to, I still saw my Asian people, my black people, you know, everybody. Um, So... When I went there, I was always afraid to join BSU because I just felt like there was tons of Black people in there. I genuinely didn't feel like I got along with a lot of Black people because I was like, you know, I was supposed felt like I was weird or inadequate. And like being that I grew up in one, uh, like, like I said, my dad's half of the Black, uh, my Black side, um, mm. just always made me feel bad. And I had a lot of like, and through the church, like they always just made me feel like I was only, I was supposed to be one particular type of person. And I always try to adhere to that for the most part, because I didn't want any problems, you know? So when yeah. it came to like connecting with Black people in this setting, I was like, ah, I was like, I'm okay. I'm, I'm a little scared. Yeah. I'm like, that's a little much for me. I was like, so I, I, most I did the gospel choir because I just love singing and I love a church um, for that. So I definitely joined that and that was fun for me. But when I moved to my second university, it was a predominantly a PWI. Um, mm. I, there weren't a lot of black faces and I'm, I was out here by myself. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to join VSU and see what it's all about. 
Um, and, you know, it was a great experience for me. Um, I, like I said, I think it was around maybe like 2017 or so. Um, Way back then. Yeah, 2017. I just, there was this big thing. I genuinely don't remember. I think a white student had put like, the n-word or something with the hard r um on oh. on someone's door or something like that and we had a whole like rally for bsu we had it and all these people who look like me were saying all these stories about like how they've experienced these things or how it affects them or how they like think about their family or their parents and I just, it like broke me down because for me, that was the first time I feel like I really stopped and listened because I never experienced any of those things because, you know, our high school is prominently black and white. I mean, black and yeah. uh, Latinx, like, you know, with a sprinkle of other in there. So yeah, very we, small sprinkle, you know, very small sprinkle. And like, you know, we don't really give a fuck about the teachers um, being white because we like, you don't outnumber us. Like, we don't fucking care about you. So now being in a place where people know what it feels like to be outnumbered, knows what it feels like to basically be disenfranchised, um, like right in your face and you can see it. Um, it was the first time that I felt like I was being exposed to this underbelly of like hurt and racism that I've never really paid attention to or never really, I thought, never noticed. Um, and I just felt bad. I felt like how could I have gone so long not knowing that the people around me who also need me and my voice have been hurting in this way, have been feeling uncared for and neglected. Um, and I would say that was one of the first shifts of my mindset here uh, because I was like, I cannot afford to not think about these things anymore and I literally remember like crying and calling my mom and being like mom I know where why God sent me here now like I know I know I know um because I always had moved here and I was always like yeah I feel like God told me to come here but I, that was as much as I had you know for people when they asked um yeah. and when that happened I was like oh I know now like I was brought here to expand my mind like I was brought here to understand that life in New York is not is not applicable to everywhere like that there are people and things that are ex are having experiences that i have never you know had to see or unpay um, attention to and to also just expand my heart to like you know i feel like back home you really have to kind of be closed up and oh then, yeah right yeah. you know yeah. and then on top and the of that subways pretending <laughs> right like shit don't bother me I'm crying on the train. Don't fucking look at me. <laughs> right. Listen, what are you looking at? What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah. So, but being out here, being that it's a more relaxed environment, being that people are more PC and very like social justice, who rah rah. Um, and it's a heavy like trans and also gay community out here. Um, it is like I had to shift. Like I had to change because. One, I was just gonna keep offending people. <laughs> um, and <laughs> you, do you were you there were experiences where you like did offend people and they came to you and told you? No. I, so again, I'm an empath, so I knew what I, I knew. I did something. I just yeah. also kind of was like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> like I was like, Fuck, <laughs> like that's not my problem. Uh, I. <laughs> so oh my one God. of the first, one of the first 
so pronouns. I never thought about pronouns other than the context of English, you know? Um, and so for one of our like icebreakers, they were like, oh, and it wasn't even the icebreaker. It was just an introduction. And everybody was like, and so the person who was guiding, I don't remember what their name was, but they were like, oh, everyone go around saying, say your name, uh, where you're from, from, and like your pronouns. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, what the fuck are pronouns? I was like, why are you talking about, why, why are you talking about pronouns? I was like, what does that even mean? So I yeah. looked and saw what everybody was doing. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, well, I was like, Kavina. And then uh, I was like, she, her. Because I was like, last time I checked, I have a pussy. So I was like, I don't know what that means. And oh. then I just felt like people were like, <laughs> yeah people are probably like uh, yeah and especially because side, the side eyes in the room like, right and especially because one of the people who were at my table who we became friends later was trans um yeah and he uh i think that might have rubbed me wrong and i remember being so angry or just like uncomfortable mm-hmm. that i left and i called my mom i it's my favorite thing to do <laughs> called my mom and i was like mom i have to leave I was like, these people are fucking weird. I was like, they're talking about pronouns. I was like, I don't even know what that means. Like, I was like, I got to call she, the he, I'm, I'm confused. Like, I was like, I don't know what, it, like, you know, and I was just like, this is so not, and my mom was like, first of all, calm down. You just got there. She was like, yeah, yeah. Like, take a breather. Right. She's like, like, second of all, she was like, it's not that serious. Like, she was like, you'll figure it out. Yada, yada, yada. But I just remember being yeah. so uncomfortable and the New York in me was just like, I'm not going to change nothing. I don't got to, I don't gotta call you she like because it was just like it was confusing for me and it made me uncomfortable and it and there is a physical discomfort that comes when your brain cannot put two things together because it's new or you just haven't seen it and that discomfort was just it was bothersome for me um but the other part of me like I said which cares about people and wants to connect was like okay you're gonna have to get over it like this is a thing you just have to do it, like, and yeah. you have to respect it, like, and that's that. Um, well, it's, it's refreshing, though, that you can, like, even admit that. Yeah. I, at one point, I didn't even know about pronouns. I didn't know that you could use they and they could be a pronoun, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know what non-binary was. I didn't know that gender was on the spectrum mm-hmm. or, you know, I, I didn't know any of these things at one point. So, like, it's all it's admitting you know admitting that at one point you didn't know these things and you had to change and Mm -hmm. then acknowledge these things because that that when i was in college it was easy to be like i know this you don't know this i'm gonna put my nose up yeah it's like i learned this in my college environment (laughs) and you're ignorant and i'm better than you right you bitches know nothing Yeah, it it was awful. I did not. I didn't. That was one part of me that I did not like about my college experience. I could have been a little more compassionate and understanding, because um, I had learned things too. How could I? How could I turn my nose to somebody when I had just learned something a few months ago? Mm-hmm. I'm not better than anybody. Right. <laughs> right. It's like we wear it like a badge of honor because I think too it also is like 
we feel like, oh my God, how could we not have known this? And now that we know it, we feel empowered because knowledge really is power. We've been taught that our entire, entire oh, lives. Get but out it, of here. <laughs> right. <laughs> so much strength when we are educated um and that's not just books like that's not just uh Mm -hmm. schooling like it's also the conversations you have in your community the cultural knowledge that you have like there is such power in just knowing and not just knowing but understanding the knowledge that you have um and using it for whatever various things like to grow and uplift whether that's yourself or those around you or ideas in your head um and you know again like I feel like you can it's hard to get to those parts though when you struggle with just acknowledging and that's why like I told you you know I called this podcast ignoramus because more than anything even if like no one changes necessarily or no one feels like they got all the information, the very least I want you to be able to acknowledge. Like acknowledge that some shit exists, acknowledge that it may not be your story or whatever, but to know like what it does, who it affects, like, and just be able to be like, okay, like I know of that now. Like I hear that, like, because um, I just feel like it's so important and so necessary. And I I want things to change. I want to be able to allow myself to change freely. And I feel like if I decide I don't want to be like extra and be naked on Snapchat anymore, that doesn't mean I'm not sexy and vivacious or sexual, but it means that you're allowed to have privacy and that doesn't have to be a dirty thing. Like, and it doesn't have to be a dirty thing if you don't want privacy. Like you are- Uh, you you have the option to do either or like as many but, times yeah, as you want they could all be okay right literally all of them. yeah no it, and it's so interesting because to me the most dangerous people that i've met in the world are the people that are like i know this and they're like they're hard set they're like i am dead set about this <laughs> the covid vaccine it has Five G in it, or like you know, like <laughs> I'm just like first of all, where where'd you get that? That you know, like even the idea of facts has been like mm-hmm. so uh, lately because like <laughs> mm-hmm. all of the things of the right. Trump presidency and all uh, that crap. Um, I I like, I stand by that that the people that are like I know this and I am right about right. it and I will not change my mind are some of the most dangerous people because they are some of the hardest people to acknowledge, to change. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can't tell, you know, maybe Donald Trump thinks the sky is purple. You can't tell him that's blue. <laughs> At all. He's like, he's like, it's purple. What are you talking about? I know this. <laughs> NASA told me it's purple. <sighs> and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Drugs. It has to be. Right, it has to be the drugs. Is it crack or smoking? <laughs> what is it? Because I'm not sure either. <laughs> no, honestly. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's just this idea. Like I said, I think we too, as a society, unfortunately, I feel like hold people and sometimes 
I don't think always intentionally, I think unconsciously we do it because of how we've just had to grow up and survive and uh, maneuver. So a lot of the times the things we do are just naturally ingrained within us. Um, But it's even in just like our responses to things, how much they do or don't allow change. Like I said, this whole time, like dealing with breaking away from my ex and friends and certain things that were just not good for me Mm. it's like I struggled so hard with allowing myself to accept that I think when I did break away from all these people I already knew that this was going to be good for me I already knew that I was going to be satisfied but I was so disappointed that I knew those things and that I was ready to be comfortable that I made myself still be uncomfortable for so long because the change of accepting that I lost all these things just also solidified the like you're alone again you Uh, have to move forward and moving forward just seems so like ugh. but just me again yeah just being like ugh. but like I love to love like why can't I do that still like but just being like bro like this is a good thing and I know you fucking hate it but like come on like and I just like I said kept myself in that spot for so long went back made it worse like got shit handed to me right got shit handed to me even (laughs) 10 times worse after that lost more friends you know um all this stuff and even when I was extremely suicidal and honestly I felt bad after a while for saying that because even when I was suicidal or I was having these thoughts of just being like oh why can't I just kill myself like why can't I just take a bottle of pill or drown myself in the bathtub or cut I was really struggling like with these thoughts and I was just like oh I wish I could just but everything in me was just like no like not even close like you you're I literally was like in my the whatever other part of me was just like you don't have the balls like you don't you don't have fucking balls you don't have the pussy to do so like you could never like because you know this is fucking dumb like yeah and I mean go ahead go ahead no no I was gonna say that like that reminds me of people who sometimes self-harm and like they'll they don't cut vertically they'll cut horizontally Mm, mm mm-hmm because they they want to they you know there's sometimes it's just wanting to feel different mm-hmm. wanting to like a different feeling than like the ruminating thoughts and right. like, I hate myself I want to die right um set yourself free a little bit yeah 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 so it's like sometimes you don't want to die right like, you, you just you, want you relief right and I and I think that's why too like even though this is another topic but that we can talk about another time but you I yeah, I personally right 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 i personally respect i respect the realm of self-harm and suicide for what it is because ultimately it is a release for people who are so tightly bound to a feeling a thought a process that is trapping them within themselves like i said with my ex i could physically feel how much pain I was in. It was almost like I was continuously and forever holding my breath. Like, like I just, I couldn't breathe because 
as long as like she's with me and I feel love like that's it but everything else I needed it's just like well fine fuck it I don't get this kind of attention that I need for this or fuck it I don't get this respect because of that okay fuck it she doesn't communicate because of that it's like fine those are all just things like you can just end up living without living without living without but it's like yeah. but how many times before you need and then you until you're just holding your you're basically holding yourself up so much so that you're taking away all the air all the everything because you just have to hold everything in like to just stay up um and so when the thoughts of suicide come those were my moments of just being like i'm exhausted like i just want to not have to hold myself up anymore like i just want to not have to sit here and do all of this work um but then I really, I think, like I said, what nailed it in the coffin was just our last encounter of just, you know, her doing what she did. Like, I be trying not to put her business out there because a lot of people know who my ex-girlfriend is, but also like, (laughs) but they don't at the same time because she's like not on social media or anything. And she's a very private person. Um, And not that I necessarily, I just, I just don't think she needs to be, you know involved really and and i don't think our story fully needs to be involved in whenever i do feel like it does i will then do so but anyway um (laughs) we're really you know her last actions and our last conversations of just like our last conversation really just showed me how uh mismatch we are as far as emotional and spiritual intelligence um that there is an elevation that i had that I won't say that I moved down from, but I, I would rather say I kept myself in one position and I didn't elevate any further or it was difficult for me to elevate further because I was so transfixed on her journey in relation mm-hmm. to my journey and keeping us together that I neglected my own stuff. Um, and you feel so, like you abandoned yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like we said earlier, yeah, I yeah. abandoned myself. <laughs> for the need and desire of this person, this thing, this idea in order to keep myself up to be like, cause in my head, I was like, you just finally got love. You discovered love. Like you are a, like, you've achieved life. Um, you succeeded. Right. You, you succeeded. <laughs> Pass, go and collect 200. <laughs> that's it. You don't need anything else. Literally. You that's how it. I felt <laughs> like you don't need anything else. Career. Fuck it. You're not an actress. Oh, you put on some weight. Fuck it. She still loves you. Oh, you're not really you happy at your job. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. You got love. love right. You. you got love. You don't need it. <laughs> right. And then just being like, oh, God. Like, but then when things start to fail there or become difficult there and you have no other outlets, especially with the panini going on, um, it was it was hard for me to make any more excuses within myself. It got harder and harder. We got further and further apart and the shifts just kept happening. And it really also just makes me really like laugh and just appreciate like it's really true. Like you really you have control over things to an extent. But at the end of the day, energy is very real and people are very real. Like no matter how fake or whatever they are or try to be, people's actions and how people move, it's just very real. How it manifests in your life is very real. And when someone tells you 
who they are over and over in different believe ways. Believe them. Right, believe them. It doesn't always have to be this big thing where you have to drag yourself in the mud. Like, just believe them. It's okay if you have to lose that or it has to change. Like, allow that shift in that dynamic. And even when I think, like, I first broke up with her a week after we started talking because I was so panicked. Um, And I used to say, because I thought it was because of how I just thought she was so good for me too good for me yada yada that I instead of going through with dating her or whatever I'd rather just not have her at all but now being who I am now or listening to what I am now, I think it was more of my intuition was telling me like this is gonna be real rough like this one's gonna hurt right like you're feeling all of this and it's going to like it's gonna hit you like it's hitting you like crazy um, yeah. And I think that's really what it was for me is that like, I just really got like, like I said, hyperfixing. I was like, ding, 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 ding. You found the prize. Like, keep yeah. it, snatch it. Like, and me and myself was just like, oh, but are we ready for that? Like, should, can we even like have this thing? Like, if it really is that thing. Um, but then, I, like I said, and I do think part of it was me just being like, oh, do I deserve to be loved like this? But I think the other part, I think if I had a second to really dive deep into my my feelings and intuition and really get to know her first I would have taken the time and been like okay you're fun you're beautiful you're loving you're wonderful and you don't have all the things that I need because even before we started dating I said listen I'm graduating I don't have time for games I was like I've never done this before I said but I want to know that you know if we date or whatever that you want to be here like I was like, right. I don't want to, I don't want to joke around or mess around or play around. And that for me, I think was the start, but I never upheld that. I never upheld that energy and that purpose and that, uh, boundary. Your needs. Your right. boundaries, yeah. Because if I did, I think I would have left her a very long time ago. Like honestly, probably Ooh. after like the first month or so of bullshit happening. Um, so when I think about it, I'm like, yeah, that was me afraid to leave this thing that I thought was so great. And I was like, okay, but like, look at all these things she does. Like, And also she had everything that I didn't have. She had the fam, the huge family that I wanted. She was had yeah. access to money. She had access to opportunity because she's half white. Like, so it was right. just all these things that I was like, look, at, I was like, God sent me this person that has all these things that I want. Like, this has to be perfect. And You're kind of perfect. Right, you know, like, we're just perfect. Like, and then being like, I was be like, yeah, you're the yin to my yang, like all this stuff and how we compliment each other. And it definitely, you know, in another lifetime, I totally think that would be true. Um, but that emotional and the spiritual intelligence, especially at least for me, is not something that I can like, what is it called? Um, not negotiate. Uh compromise on compromise yeah there you go. That, that's not something I, I i i'm willing to compromise about i'm not yeah. going to settle for mediocrity simply because you don't have the tools like it's perfectly okay that you don't have them but it's not okay that i stay here just in hopes that you will one day have them like that's not oh, my yeah. journey to monitor like that's for you to figure out and i'm gonna go ahead and do what i gotta do while you do that yeah and that that's huge that's that's actually something that in the relationship that I'm currently in that I established from like the first date where I was like, 
we are two individual people coming together into a relationship mm -hmm. that I, it felt like I needed to say that because I, as soon as you become like so enmeshed that you like, you don't know where they begin and you begin, mm -hmm. it, that's where you're compromising yourself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the best relationships are when people, you're bringing your full self. Maybe it's not completely figured out. I'm not completely figured out and I'm in a relationship. But it's, I commit myself to change. I commit myself to therapy. I, you know, that's something that I'm like, I need that in my life to mm -hmm. be a functioning human. Mm -hmm. And I need that in my life in order to be a good girlfriend to you. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people don't go into relationships like that. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are like, you're going to take all of me and all of me. That includes some fucked up shit too. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, and that I think that's where a lot of relationships go wrong, where people are people are convinced of I don't know I don't know if I'm following the train, but like sometimes people I, I find it weird when people are like, I know you, I know all of you. Mm. Cause then you're not giving that other person the room to change. Mm -hmm. You're not giving them room to tell you who they are. Right. I don't think you ever fully know anyone mm -hmm. ever. Mm -mm. You could have lived with them your whole life. I, there's still things that I'm learning about even my sister and I lived with her my whole life. Right. I, and having that open mindedness of people can change and people are transient. Their right. spirits are transient, right. their minds, everything about them can change. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that goes for every relationship mm -hmm. in your life. Right. I agree. I feel like especially because like you're not in anyone's head all day, every day and there when the thoughts pop up for them. Like, yeah. so how could you, you know, how could you even, <laughs> you know, actually be able to say like, yeah, um, I know all of you. Like, of course I do. Like, duh. And we get, like you said, we get uh, blinded by this idea of what we think or how our relationships are supposed to go. Like, I used to love seeing, you know, the couple photos in high school, the matching outfits, the oh, promise God. ring. Dude, I made this girl get me a the promise ring. I wanted it so bad. It was such a thing for me. Seeing the girls get it in high school, I always felt like, oh, I want to promise me. Why can't I ever have a promise me? So I think like two, three Christmases ago, I think our second Christmas together, um, or our last one, I don't remember. But she got me, yeah, our last one, she got me a promise ring finally because I kept talking about it, kept saying I wanted it. Um, <laughs> and she got it for me. And now she wouldn't do anything she never really wanted to do. But I know that she wanted, I think more than anything, she just wanted to make me happy and knew that it was something I liked um, and knew that she loved me. So she was like, okay, I'll get her the ring. Um, so yeah. I got the promise ring. And like, eventually I'm like, I guess I'll have to throw it out. Cause I'm like, it's a nice ring, but <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I, I just believe in energy and stuff. And I don't know if I should be carrying that around with me. So, you know, but, um, I, I, uh, I used to want all those things. So when I saw, yeah. so now as an adult, I'm like, oh my God. But then also realizing too, I think like bigger picture, cause I won't say it doesn't matter or anything like, cause to each their own. And I think things matter for people for different reasons and they're necessary. 
um in that sometimes way. it's love languages too. right it's love language like i realized like my love language is, is not exactly gifts because for me that's just not enough like but i like yeah. gifts like don't get it twisted i like gifts so like <laughs> if you want to give me a gift please give me a gift um, let me make it clear for everybody listening right for everyone <laughs> slide, in, slide into the dims like please cash at me (laughs) but no but ultimately like i just i um it's i just it's more than that you know and i think that it's like now older and having i guess experienced all those things that i thought i really liked or that i wanted after getting them i was like oh okay but what i really longed for was just deep lasting and honest connection um and emphasis on just being honest because I think honesty is not just saying the things that are nice but telling me where I don't show up telling me where you need more of me telling me where you may need less of me um communication yeah just ultimately like even if you know it hurts my feelings but being able to acknowledge that yeah that hurt your feelings and I totally get that and I need this like you know and i need these things to change um and not shying away from that um and you know and i I really want a person you know that is able to communicate that to me able to take me aside and really you know just be vulnerable and open with me um because ultimately for me i feel like that's a gift like even when you said like earlier saying like oh i feel like then you saw me that really like touched me because um I just pride myself on being able to connect with people because I feel like it's the one thing I do really well. And it's the one thing I'm really proud of. And that it's not something that like I have to work at. Like, and I like that, like you could even have felt comfortable enough to be that way with me, even in my own midst of discomfort, jealousy, whatever else like that you even felt that you had an inkling of space or whatever with me um especially because in high school I always felt like I was so like small-minded and like closed off to a lot of things but I also did know like towards more like sophomore year towards the end I grew up a lot more just because I always tell people I remember um whatchamacallit Mr. Powell because freshman year yeah I was hella getting in trouble And he was just, like, tired of it. And he was like, what the fuck are you doing? He was like, literally, he was like, you have so much potential. I feel like even Mr. Cap was there, too. But he was like, you have so much potential. He was like, and you waste it. He was like, bye. He was like, you get detention every week. He was like, you're in here for the dumbest shit. He was like, and I don't see why you do this, like, over and over. He was like, he was like, you're going to end up, he was like, either doing all this shit again. He was like, or nowhere. He was like, it's up to you to decide. He was like, what the fuck you want to do? He was like, because this shit is not it. And I was basically just like, oh. Well, damn, I'm really fulfilled. Like, can you talk to me like that? Like, (laughs) but like, you know, the teachers too, I think were also always awesome because I was also always in their business. But um, I just, (laughs) like, that was the turning point for me for changing in high school because I was like, if people, because I just did class clown because I just wanted attention, you know? Um, But when people like, who could see me beyond class clown that was scary because i was like uh ew like don't Ooh. see me i just i'm just trying to get by <laughs> you're seeing past my coping right like, <laughs> like what's happening 
<laughs> literally like you're seeing past my coping skills that's disgusting <laughs> um but just kind of being like okay this is a person that cares about me like this is a person that's literally like asking me to give a fuck about myself um right and that for me was like okay i need to stop with the bullshit i need to stop with the foolery in class like i was still a clown but i just changed yeah. i changed the way i presented it like i wasn't just doing outlandish things and being straight up disrespectful like i wanted to like have these people that saw me also like me and like and appreciate me being in their presence and all these other things. And that's how I ended up getting so close with like, to like Miss Janelle, like, and you know, Mr. Powell, Mr. Cav. And like, now I'm here because I want to see you guys and not because I'm in detention. Like, you know, like, so it was like really cool. But, you know, changing that dynamic was hard too because I felt like people expected me to be a clown and people expect, and those are people that gave me attention because they're like, oh, what is Kavita going to do today? Like, what's the stupid thing she's going to do today? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> like wait wait till you see what I have. Right, right, right. <laughs> I, got, I got something. <laughs> I'm gonna pull something out of here. No, right. Like something's gonna come out of there somewhere. But yeah, just kind of like, you know, we're not wanting to basically like disappoint the masses, but also being like, uh, I can't really keep this up. Like, so mm-hmm. being able to like change that and just kind of be like, fuck it, I have a life that I need to like live and I have things that I need to take care of um and and trying to grow means that I can't be the fucking class clown every five minutes like I want to graduate and go to college and I'm also like and that's also when I realized too I was like none of you people actually fucking even like me I was like and that's when I really developed the whole like fuck you guys like I was yeah. like I've been a class clown all this time and guess how many of you are still not my friends like still don't invite me places still don't hang out with me i was like i don't matter to you guys like the only time that people like uh what's his fucking name i think his name is chris no charles charles um i kind of remember now he's like you know he's yeah yeah yeah. not a bad guy or anything like that i never really had an issue with him but like he would only really like be like, oh, so you're going to sing at my wedding? Like, stuff like that. Like, people would say stuff. And I'd be like, you don't even really talk to me. Like, I was like, I know you make jokes here and there. We went to the same middle school and high school. But, like, you don't even care for me. Like, I'm like, what do well, you That's mean? the thing. They could be, they could have been with you years and they still didn't know you. Right. Know you. Like, you who you are at right. your core. They, right. they knew maybe what they saw, what they perceived you as. Right. What I allowed them to see. Because, you know, like none of them knew how spiritual I was. None of them knew about all the Bible studies I went to and the, the Christian camps and like how I like to sing in church and like do all that stuff. Like no one knew that. No one knew about like how insecure I was, you know, just crying yeah. and like just being like, Oh my God, I'm always going to be ugly. And my friends are always going to be harder than me. Like, you know, stuff like that. Like, you know, because it's just like, for me, it was like, it doesn't matter. Like those things don't matter. Like, all you have to do is survive high school and not let anybody see you sweat. Like, don't right. let anybody know that they got the one up on you or that, you know, you feel ugly because, like, there were so many embarrassing things that happened to me. And I never, like, I just laughed it off. Like, I mean, the shit's funny, whatever, now. But, like, <laughs> also part of me was, like, damn, this is, like, points against, like, anybody ever taking me seriously like my fucking hair just fell off in the middle of the street or like my fucking right or i'm wearing bugs today like you know shit like that like you know also being broke it just sucked because like first of all i feel like we were all broke but some of us were more broke than others 
And I, I didn't have real Tim's until I got into college. And let me tell you, I walked into a party with Tim's and I I was I was embarrassed. I, I could have gone home and cried that day. <laughs> Some dude from New York was like, yo, those are big Tim's. And I was like, fuck me. <laughs> I didn't know I was a broke bitch until I was right. <laughs> And we grew up in the what are those era. Right. Like you could not come to school with fake Uggs. Everybody be like, that's bear claw. Yo, she got the bear claw on. Yeah. <laughs> and even that's why I stuck to Converse. I'm like, these shits are cheap and you can't say they're not Converse. You did love you some Converse. <laughs> I did. No, that's very, very, very true. So, yeah, so it's just like, you know, we're in competition to see who's not as broke as the other one. You know, and so even those small things made me feel like, damn, they'll never take me serious. I just as a fucking person, because I don't have enough money or I can't get the next Canada Goose or North Face. Stop. Oh. It always killed me how every winter those bitches had a new fucking Canadian goose on. And I'm like, that coat is a eight hundred dollars. Like yeah. what are your parents doing? Like even the Uggs to me, even the Uggs to me were like, Oh, this person makes a little more money than my dad. My mm-hmm. dad's just a cab driver, so it was like mm-hmm. he wasn't getting the Uggs for no reason. Like, <laughs> right. Your winter will be fine. Double up them socks. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fucking slish slash around in those converse. Literally, I put on like three pairs of socks, stuff, you know, stuff your feet, get the little hand warmers. No. <laughs> do what you the gotta struggle. do. <laughs> Literally. So, like, you know, we just, we're taking those things with us. And I feel like, you know, trying to make room for people and their responses and understandings of things i think sometimes it just poses itself to be difficult because there are just so many things that have made up how and why we think the way we do now um and not an excuse not to look at those things and work on making the room um it just sheds light on why it can be difficult and how some may have more difficulty than others. Like, it makes sense that someone who has never had to really think about others in a dynamic way wouldn't when they're presented right. with a dynamic and diversified problem. Because for them, their modes of thinking are usually simplified. And the simplicity of it makes it easy for them to have the responses that they have versus someone who may have grown up in a more complex way. And not that maybe they don't have simple answers, simple quote-unquote answers too but maybe the simplicity of their answers like I said comes from a load of complexities that they've already ran through so many times that they don't need to go through each one each time and you know know what to say um and so I personally um that's I said wanted to have this conversation and do this podcast because I want to just do this, like have the dialogue with you, like being able to sit here and it is an emotional thing for me, but to be able to sit here and connect with you and feel like this conversation was extremely fruitful for me. And it it was extremely blessing to me simply just because, you know, like we had the conversation simply because you said yes, simply because you answered your phone, like, um, 
And simply because I also kept your number in there because I was, I'm always like, you never know when you're going to need this person's number. Um, <laughs> I had your, I had your number too. No, yeah. One. No, yeah. And just to also just feel like, I don't feel like a stranger like to you. And I don't, even though like, we don't talk every day, we don't like know the ins and outs of our day-to-day lives, but like, I don't feel distant from you. i didn't feel that way when the conversation started. I didn't feel that way through text, but how I can also now feel even closer to you. And like I said, see you as an adult, an adult acquaintance, an adult friend, a person that I'm like, I know this person, this human being, like she comes with all these things. And like, that's such a refreshing way to see someone in an elevated way now. Like you're no longer just, you know, Pamela from, you know, school who's like, yeah rigid and fierce and like you know the theater geek or whatever but you know you're you're a grown no yeah you're a grown experienced woman with uh with a dynamic of stories and like experiences and like you have something to say and that's really um that's just really great for me and I and I really appreciate you for it um and taking the time to hold this space with us um, and I hope you do it again. <laughs> um, of course, yeah, because, yeah. Just because you know, it's it's a it's a nice thing to just know that you can connect with someone on a similar and different level. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like my my door to you is always open. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of why I've always like there will be times where I'll see your Snapchats and I'll reply to them because mm-hmm. I. Like I want, I want you to know, like I'm here for you. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to bother you. you. I don't want to step on any toes, but I'm always here too. Yeah. Um, and, and like you know, I feel the same way. Of like, this is nice that we did do this, and like, you know, we can do it again. We can do it whenever. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm always open to that, and mm-hmm. like it, for me, there's like a joy to, to reconnecting with people and seeing where they are now and like learning who they are now because you're you're different and like you're you know I don't I don't if, if I was annoyed and rigid in high school like it's crazy because I I I I don't feel I feel so different now and so do you like you you feel like you've come to your own mm-hmm. and to your own I think yeah. that's right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and and I I like I tell no one this, but like sometimes when I'm like alone and like I'm feeling a type of way, like it, it's nice to see your your Snapchats and like like to escape my own life for a little bit and just be like, what what's Kavina? <laughs> what's she um, over there doing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you you go by Joy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joy. Yeah, I changed my name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go by my middle name now. I still like I haven't illegally changed it, but I'm just going by Joy now. It's something of partly distance. It was a lot of it was distancing myself from my relationship, um, and it also started to transform it to distance myself just from all of the weight and burden that I put on. I feel like who I was when I was Kavina, like all the right. things that I've had to come up from and deal with, and that itself is a process. And so I feel like for me jumping into joy it's just allowing me to start anew and start fresh and when I'm ready and when it's time that I'll go and pick apart and delve into Kavina what it means and if I truly want to keep or um, uh, 
tail off that name. I definitely, I'm pretty sure I'm tailing off my last name. I just, no need, no need. Yeah. <laughs> but the white man keep that. But um, right, right. yeah, but I definitely, um, my, with my first name, it's like a, a give and take. Uh, so we'll see what that, but yeah, Joy is what I go by now. And I, I'm really happy with it. It was really weird at first because um, <laughs> Obviously, people who know me as Kev still call me Kev, and, like, it's a little different now. I don't feel as much, like, uh, about it anymore because I'm sure about being Joy, and I'm sure about walking that way right now. And if it changes later, that's perfectly fine. Um, But, yeah, I'm really sure about my name right now, and just I love when people call my name, and they're like, hey, Joy, like, and I was just like, ah, it's me. It's so affirming. Yeah. Yeah, it's so affirming, and also just, getting back into my namesake being joy again myself holding that love and that happiness um it it just gets like you said it gets reaffirmed every time someone says my name it gets reaffirmed every time you know especially when I am in a good mood and people are like what's your name and I'm like joy and they're like oh they're like that's fitting it makes sense (laughs) yeah yeah no I I think you encompass that name thank you as I see you now, like that's that's who you are, and that's why when I, you know, I said your previous name, I was like, mm, I that's not right. <laughs> it, it's, it's not not quite what this is what it is now, and yeah. I, I know that. Yeah, no, and I appreciate that. I really, really do. Like I said. Um... And then, you know, I'm also okay. Sometimes it comes out and like Kev is like, you know, that's who you knew, you know, and you're getting yeah. to know me now as Joy. So totally understandable. Um, and two, I don't know. Do you just go by Pam now or? Yeah. Okay. Definitely like the people that I, to strangers, I'm Pamela, but okay. uh, to people that I care about and care about me, you Pam. Yeah. No, because that, yeah. even for me, when I was like, even when I said it too, I was like, uh, it's like, I feel so like, uh, why am I so official? But like, uh, but no, like, yeah. Pam, it, that did, when you wrote it too, I was like, that for me felt like, okay, I'm, I'm getting introduced to this new person. Like, I'm getting introduced to, you know, who you tell, you're telling me that you are. So that's yeah. really nice. Um, because, yeah, you know, I had a weird experience in college where like a white professor was like, would you rather, how do you really say your name? And I was like, I mean, my parents, they used to call me Pamela. That's, yeah. that's how you say it in Spanish. Right. But that to me feels tied to a life that's like so behind me and almost disjointed because I'm still picking up the pieces from this mm-hmm. wild childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, I say wild, but it was just dysfunctional. It was yeah. traumatic. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was almost like the first time that someone like questioned me about my name and I was like yeah Pamela feels like what white people call me or like what a co-worker might call me but Pam Pam just feels different right Pam feels like you were in the spot or something (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) no yeah I definitely feel like that for me like I said with with Kev at least Kev, like not fully Kavina, but like Kev, like Kia and them still call me Kev. And I'm like, okay, they just know me that way. Like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, you still talk to Tyra? Oh yeah. We're all friends still. Yeah. We're, they're actually on their way here uh, for my birthday next month. Um, so yeah, we're That's very amazing. close. Yeah. Yeah. We're very close. Um, them and I, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, those two honestly are the only two I'm really close with um, from high school um, now. Um, you know, time goes the way it goes. Um, 
I still talk to Kiyasha here and, and Sam. Like those still, I still talk to them. So I still Sam. Talk to yeah, it's that's very nice for me. Um, but for the most part, people who know that I go by Joyce, whoever lives here or whoever has been like my friend over here and like I've started whatever uh, relationships with them. And like when I do things, out, I've even changed like my name. I'm like all my packages, all my like little medias and stuff. Like my name's changed pretty much everywhere for the most part. Um, and like I said, my friends now who know me, they're like, okay, Joy, like, hey, um, my little dating like profile was joy. Yeah. I mean, I since deleted it because I just, it was overwhelming when I started and I was pushing myself way too hard, way too fast. Um, and I met some toxic ass people. So, uh-uh. yeah. yeah. So, no, take your time. Right. So when you're looking I've, for change, yeah. people, take your time. No need to yeah. rush. <laughs> Unless it's energy. <laughs> but yeah, um, so I only met one person off there and like her and I we were cool and like I said, she knows me as Joy. Um, so it's it's that like it's nice um to like, you know, have that. Um, but yeah, I I really like I really like that we were both able to acknowledge the change in one another and the shift and highlight that. Um, it's funny because it's like the it feels like our conversation had an arc, <laughs> like we really came full circle. Yeah, came full circle. We literally went all over, but we came back. Yeah. You really can't write this shit. This shit just happens. If you can't, like, I try first. I before we even started, too, I was like, because I already know our, our, our thing is probably like an hour and some change. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think it's yeah. see it's yeah, it's been an hour and seventeen minutes. I mean, hey, if you guys listen to the whole thing, great. If you don't, it is what it is. Um, yeah. But if you don't get here, fuck you. <laughs> right, right, fuck you guys. Not like stuff. Um, but yeah, it's just um, fuck. What were you just talking about? Right. Uh, uh, we're talking about going full. Sur- oh yeah, I was saying like I thought about um, writing this stuff down and being like oh should i write a script or a synopsis for a change or not but i realized like there's only but so much i can write to have these conversations because for me it's genuinely about the authenticity of it like i don't want it to just feel like an interview like even when earlier i was asking you questions i was like i don't want it to be an interview but i mean sometimes you need help and you know further things along but I wanted it to feel like a conversation and what I really appreciated about my first podcast, the feedback that I was getting was um, a lot of people were telling me it feels like I'm, I'm talking to a friend or like someone's yeah. talking to a friend. Um, and that I feel like that about your Snapchat too. <laughs> yeah. And that I, and I, and when I never thought about it, but when someone said it to me, I was like, I can see that because my goal is always to just be like, I'm having this problem (laughs) or I'm having this situation. Like, can you just listen to me? And I think that's what I use my platforms for is just like, can you just hold this space for however long? Like, and that's why I say, if you get to the end, you do. If you don't, that's okay. And I know sometimes I do get this point. I'm like, only five people watched it or oh, nobody messaged me on my Snapchat today. But when people (laughs) need to, and they need to vocalize that they do. And I'm allowing myself to like appreciate and, and, and love that, you know, when it's necessary, it's necessary. And those who need to get through it, get through it. So I've been really happy that 
like I said, the responses to my first podcast, a lot of people have been telling me like, oh my God, I, I cried or oh my God, like I felt like I was talking to my friend or I was even talking to you while you were talking, like stuff oh. like that. Yeah, so I, I really appreciate that because that's what I just want people to feel like they're being heard in these spaces and that they have room to listen, pause and come back or not at all. Like, like I said, jump around if you want to because the message at the end of the day is the same. Like change exists and it's difficult like change is necessary and it's difficult like and difficulty doesn't mean impossibility um so I always try to just emphasize that part as well because I think people think oh because it's hard it's impossible no it can feel like damn near impossible it can exhaust the hell out of you but it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen it doesn't mean that it shouldn't happen um yeah yeah so I definitely like uh I like that this space gives people a mode to feel heard or just to even think about something and even one of my friends yesterday I told me she was like you she's like you inspired me to journal she's I'm about to go journal right now and I was like ah I love that I was like because I want you to get your thoughts out like, I right. want you to be able to be like, oh, I'm feeling that. Or that shit is weighing on me. Like, let me throw that shit out. So, uh, yeah. yeah. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Writing writing your thoughts, like, it, it, it's a way of externalizing. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, I, I know I've found this out through, like, therapy. But, like, growing up, a lot of the voices, the criticisms, the overthinking it came from external sources. Mm. It sounded maybe like your parent, like your teacher, like the bully that you knew in elementary school. Mm -hmm. It sounded like all these different people. Mm -hmm. And now as an adult, those voices start sounding like you. Mm. And then it's your voice and you're like, Mm. what the fuck? This, that was Mm -hmm. never me. Wait, what? Now, why does that sound like me? Mm -hmm. It's like it morphed into your voice and Mm -hmm. that's, that's the part that you need that needs the work right that's why like it's like bringing it out from your head out into the paper again Mm. where it belongs right because that's where it started from it started outside and it came in Mm. that's true i never thought about that outside in they say (laughs) 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 that'd be a good that'd be a good uh, script right there outside in (laughs) right we got inside out now we need outside in Right, let's talk about how we got here inside. <laughs> uh, let me tell my lawyers. So right. Uh, Pixar doesn't steal that. Right, Pixar, trademark. <laughs> we need to do all of it. All of it right now. LLC, what else we got? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, because th- these are these are some definitely good ideas. And I definitely think, obviously, too, we're going to talk outside of podcast arena, um, just about, like, writing and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I think I feel really good to end here. I feel like it was a very fruitful conversation. I always try to be aware of how much I'm talking, but I also know I just always have so much to say. (laughs) It it sounded perfectly normal. (laughs) Okay, well, (laughs) I appreciate it. Um, I hope you felt heard and you felt like you expressed yourself in the ways that you wanted to. Um, Thank you all for joining us here and thank you all for listening to our things. Um, 
I want to try to record the next episode, hopefully in the same time frame, like in another week. Um, and I don't know yet what I want to talk about. Um, something <laughs> will happen, inspire me, come up to my head. I already know it. Um, cause that's how this came. This came randomly from another conversation that I had with my mother. <laughs> who oh. I constantly have conversations with cause that is literally my best friend. Um, but yeah, so, uh, is there any last, last things you want to say, Pam? No, I mean, I, I'm glad we had this conversation. It feels like, uh, such a, a great, I, like, I wanted this to happen at mm-hmm. some point. I feel like I manifested. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love <know>. manifestation. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, there's a part of there's always that part of me that wonders about people and thinks about them and hopes that they're well. Mm-hmm. And it's good to know that you're, although going through a hard breakup, that you, you're, you know, you're doing it. You're, you're reconnecting with yourself. And that, mm-hmm. that makes me happy to yeah. hear. Yeah. Yes, I appreciate that. And I thank you for thinking of me. I think of you always. as well. So yes, thank <laughs> you. Um, but okay, with that said, um, I love you all. Thank you so much again. Pam will definitely be back because we fucking love her. Um, and as always, please be safe, be kind to yourselves, have the discussions that you need to have. And I am your host, Go Joy, and I will see you on the next one. All right, guys, stay safe.